0: Above Thinking Part Three. Above Thinking Part Three, um, and the the subtitle is "Guarding the Heart So the Wellsprings of Life Can Flow." Guarding the heart so the wellsprings of life can flow. Someone say, "Let it flow." Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. So just a quick recap in Philippians chapter four verse six and seven. Did I put? Yeah, okay, good, good. Philippians chapter four verse six. Just a quick recap of what we talked about last Sunday, and we talked about the the how to get into above thinking, and we talked about what it's going to take to get there, to to keep our minds in above thinking. And one of the things in Philippians chapter four verse six, uh, chapter four verse six. Through 7 it says do not be anxious yes, right yes, about anything so he's saying listen I, God is not saying you're not going to be worry may come to you yes. you might be uneasy sometimes and you might be irritated but what God is saying take that worry, take that nervousness, take that jumpiness and that irritation and he's saying give it to me and so he said do not be anxious yes. all right.' but he said by prayer and a supplication, meaning bring your request, let me know what it is, bring it to me. So instead of you being irritated, instead of you holding on to worry and fear and depression and doubt, why are you holding on to that? He said, listen, give that to me. Yes, sir. Yes, God. Give me your request. Let me know what's bothering you. Why? Because God can use you in your irritation. He can't use you in your hatred and your frustration and your um, your attitude. And, and so you need to bring that to God. Stop holding on to nervousness. And he said through prayer, you know, we must be careful not to ask what we think will bring us peace. But present our situation to God. Say, God, here it is. And I need your help. I need your help to give me peace. To fill me up with your joy. To fill me up with your presence as I go through this situation. Show me how. Direct me, Lord God. Direct me, Lord God. And then he says, in the midst of you giving your requests, he says, Thanksgiving, he says, give me prayers. You know, you know something. We 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 give we give thanks after the fact, after something was given to you, after the after it happened. He said, "Listen, in the midst of you giving me your request, start praising me at the same time because the peace and the joy you have to know by faith it's coming. Yes, that it's already there. Yeah, that I'm already handling it soon as you trust me with it. Say, give it to me." Give it to God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. So, what I want to get into is the, is the, the, the last three parts and the so the fourth part of this is is guarding your heart. Is knowing why we need peace—the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. This is we we must understand is that we need His peace. Yes, sir. Like I can't function unless I have God's peace in my life. We have to come to a realization that says, "Say, God, I need Your peace." I need your peace. And, be, uh, and because of above thinking, why is this important? Because above thinking flows from your heart. Yes. And that's why we need his peace to guard our heart. Because why? Because above thinking flows from your heart. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it reads, uh, above all else, guard your what? For it is the what? It's the wellsprings of life. He's saying guard your heart. Why? Because, listen, uh, you need my peace. You need my joy. You need my understanding to guard your heart. Trust in me. Trust in my understanding. Trust in my peace. Ask for my peace. Because, listen, out of your heart will come the wellsprings of life. Meaning that out of your heart, your actions and what you say and what you do will flow from your heart. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the very thing that you are dealing with, the very thing that you are hurt by, the very frustration that you're dealing with today, oh, it's going to flow from your heart. And if you allow it to have a home in your heart, if you allow hate to sit there long enough, if you allow depression to sit there long enough, if you allow temptation, if you dabble with temptation long enough and you allow it to sit there in your heart long enough, it will take control of your heart and it will not be the wellsprings of life. It will be the wellsprings of death that will flow from your heart. Your life depends on it. Our life depends on the wellspring of life. My life depends on guarding my heart because above thinking flows from the heart. Someone else's life may depend on it. Someone else around you may depend on your wellsprings of life. Hmm? Someone in this world today, someone is depending, without them even knowing, they're depending on the wellsprings of life flowing through your life. Oh, my God. On how you handle situations, on how your connection is with God, on how the situation may be tough for you right now, and you might be going through right now. But you found a hope and a trust in God that's so powerful yes, that when you see someone else going through, that the wellsprings of life is flowing through you, and you're helping them. Amen. And they don't even know you're helping them. But because you're encouraging them, and I say, you're going through, but I, I'm encouraged. Yes, sir. I'm more than a conqueror. Yes, sir. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens sure. me. I'm not going to allow my situation to hold me down. Yes, and your wellspring, your wellsprings of life, as you live that, you are affecting somebody else. And if you allow the wellspring of death to flow through you, guess what? You're gonna affect somebody else. That's right. Huh? have you ever been affected by somebody else's attitude? You know what I'm saying? You you, you, you ever, uh, uh, your, your wife come home, let, let's say the wife at home, she all happy, she in the kitchen cooking, yeah, singing gospel songs, daddy come home, uh, 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 what's that smell? I don't like that. Uh, uh, don't you know that spirit fall on your wife? Amen. Huh? She all happy. You come home all mad because what your boss said or what a co-worker did. And you come in the house all angry. You just affected the whole spirit in the house. The wellspring of death. Now if the wife holds her peace. Mm -hmm. Instead of fighting back and itching back, say, that's not you, honey. That's not a man of God. I mean, I know who you are, huh? And begin to speak life into him and love him. Don't you know she can root and change her whole atmosphere? Yes, yes, the well springs of life. It guard, protect, keep safe your heart, innermost being, which represents the very core of your thoughts. Either you can allow the outside influence to control your heart. To put in your heart what's going on around you which therefore will control your actions. You can allow those things to touch your heart and get into your heart because of what so-and-so said or what so-and-so did or what, how so-and-so rolled their eyes at you or how so-and-so uh, uh, turned their back on you or how they cheated on you or how, uh, how they said they was going to do something but didn't do it. If you allow those things to sit long enough in your heart, it will affect your actions Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, definitely. because it has controlled your heart because that's the very being of how life flows mm-hmm. and your decisions are based upon how your heart has been affected for everything you do flows from it this world your friends people that surround you you can have influence in what you allow in your heart that's it you have friends and people around you oh it's not that bad it's not that bad to do some of the stuff that's in the world. It's not that bad to to, to, uh, 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 to, to, to lie a little bit, to cheat a little bit, to, to do this, to do that. And if you allow those influences in your heart, you're going to be like, hey, it ain't so bad. Maybe I will smoke a little Maybe uh, our kids get offered that all the time. They get offered and then they get off and then it increases and it's more and it's more. And the world just give them a little bit and they allow it into their heart. Huh? Huh? And if you allow, and, and, and that's going for, for our young people, and maybe some adults need to know that you cannot allow those things to start entering into your heart, saying it's okay for this and saying it's okay to that. And then you cannot allow people to talk about other people to get that in your heart because then now your heart is affected if you allow it. Right. Now you thinking negative about them and they didn't do nothing to you. Huh? You know so-and-so this, and you like, really? Really? (laughs) Now that stuff is getting in your heart. And then it continues. And it's not the wellsprings of life. It becomes the wellsprings of death. So pray for those that may talk destruction. Pray for those that speak negative, negatively, because within them is the wellsprings of death. And you must pray for them and ask God to touch their heart and to touch their mind. And Lord God, I pray that I do not fall into the same track. I pray, God, that I do not fall and keep things dwelling in my heart for somebody. Keep things dwelling on my mind in the name of Jesus, because I want you to flow through me. Because God, if you're not flowing through through me, then my life and my actions are going to be messed up. It's going to be messed up. Friends and and, and people and and the reason why people are depressed and, and sad looking at their life because they have allowed the situations to control their heart. Pray for them. Your response to life and people will be an indication. It will be a sign in knowing what's flowing through you. What's flowing through you, your response to Bad situations, your response to how people talk about you, your response on how you deal with trials and tribulation will show what is truly flowing through your life. It's going to show whether either I need more truth. Or I thank God to let me keep pursuing so light can keep flowing through me. Listen, you cannot, you cannot uh, be in a place. See, what happens is something comes against you. Then now all of a sudden you want to stay in the bed all day. You don't want to get up. You feel like you can't move forward. You feel like uh, 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 you feel like you you you, you, you don't want to go nowhere and 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 you're at work and and, and the, the the it has affected your your work attitude and, and now you can't perform like you should be at work and now you can't um, talk to your wife and your children like you're supposed to why because you have allowed things to sit there and fester in your heart. And because you do good, and let's say, hey, you did good. Someone said something crazy about you, and you returned it with love. Clap that up. Yes! Man, I, I feel good when somebody says something crazy to me, and I'm like, brother, I love you. I care, man, brother. I ain't going to let you do that to me. I'm not going to let you turn me into hate. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yes. But listen, don't let that excitement stop you from pursuing it. And take a break from seeking God. You know how when the doctor says you're doing good and you feel like it's good to take a break, now you can go eat a cheeseburger? No. Oh, you're doing great. You're healthy. You're strong. Let me drive over to uh, Burger King real quick and give me a whopper, man. That doctor, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> hey, it's okay. But listen, don't do that in the spirit of the Lord. Don't take no break. Huh? Because you did something good. Because you're like, man, I turned around with that with love. That is awesome. But now you have to keep feeling yourself daily. Amen. you got to keep going. Because as soon as you feel too relaxed and your pursuit begins to fall back and stop. All of that. The, when life begins to empty you out. Now all of a sudden it hits you like a ton of bricks. And you're like, man, I'm not like I used to be. Huh? I don't have the same zeal like I used to have. Because you stop your pursuit. Another point is in order to keep yourself with the wellsprings of life, you must do something with the constant, with the constant negativity that flows to you. In order for you to keep moving, it, you got to do something with that negativity that, that you face every day of your life. Man, there's going to be negative thoughts the enemy is going to bring you every day of your life about your mama, about your daddy, about your cousin, about your sister, about your brother, about your boss, about your wife, about your husband, about your kids. Something negative the enemy is going to place in your mind a situation. That's why that's why God says keep your mind on the things above because the enemy likes to blow up the things. Huh? He likes to blow up some things in your face, like make it right there, like this is bad. I, I don't like what I'm going through. I don't like what I'm facing right now. And the enemy will blow it up so big that you cannot see what God has for you in the future. And so now now you're at a place, you're like, what? in order for you to keep your mind on the things above, you have to do something with that negative energy. Our sinful nature is attracted to the way the world works outside of God. Your sinful nature is attracted to depression. It wants to be depressed. I don't get it. It wants to be depressed. It wants to be worried. It wants to be nervous. It, it wants to be in that status. And then it looks for other solution to make it happy. But in turn, it's damaging to your soul. It's a circle where the sinful nature, it, 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 it gravitates toward the evil and the bad things and the negative things. It don't seem like you could think. That if you ever ask a child when they get old enough, they can think of all types of Negative things coming to their mind. and Their mama might say something bad and their Father, enough, so much negative is around them constantly. all oh, the time. It's hard for them to see anything peaceful and above. Mm. Positive. Because mm. the enemy blows it up. He makes it big. And our sinful nature is attracted to the negative. And that's why it seems so huge in our mind and in our heart. Someone says something about you, and then it's just magnified. Mm. And they didn't even mean it that way. Mm. Huh? Mm. They didn't mean it that way, but the enemy took that thought and said, look, they, what they really meant, yeah. mm. re- you look good in that dress. And Amy said, what they really saying, you need to lose some weight. Damn! They did say that. Y'all agree with the enemy and all kinds of stuff. Man, help us, Holy Ghost. Us, God. Why do I want to commit sin? Because there is something, a part of us, that is against God. Why do we allow that negativity to stay? Why do we allow that negativity to dwell in us? Why do we allow it to sit there? Why do we turn our back on God? Why do we want to commit sexual sins and cheating? Why is this stuff flowing through us? Why do we have these thoughts in this mindset? And the reason why is there is something a part of us all that is against God. In Romans chapter 8 verse 7, it says the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. And guess what? We still have to deal with flesh. There's a part of us that wants to go against God. There's a part of us that wants to allow that negativity to sit and dwell there and have and consume us and live there. But listen, I want you to tell you the truth. Do not allow the flesh to be hostile to God. It says, "Do not when they do not submit to God's law, it will sit there." You cannot do what God, you cannot submit to God when you allow that negativity to sit there in your heart. You cannot get into the above thinking when you allow the negativity to sit in your life. You cannot submit to God. You don't believe me? When was the last time a dirty thought came to your mind? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) I want to know. Or you thought that you could stand. And the thoughts in your mind says, I can't stand that. Or well, the thought to commit a sexual act or to cheat or to hurt someone came to your mind, huh? All these things has occurred first in the mind. All of these things have, the sin has already occurred in the thought process in the mind because of what somebody said to you or what somebody did to you, and then when you let it dwell there, the thought process begins to control your actions so you can commit the sin already there because the enemy is filtering negativity to your mind all the time. Yeah, he wants you to sit there and dwell there. He has free roaming in our mind, and our thoughts. Yeah, he free. He just freely roams there and just put, tries to put things in our mind. What he's trying to do is if he knows that if he can keep it there long enough, he can affect your heart. And if he can affect your heart, he knows that the well springs of death will flow through you. Oh, man. So, what do we do with this negativity? Where do we place it? Where do we go with it? We must get to a place where we recognize and resist and not let negativity have a home in our life. James chapter 4, verse 7 it says, Submit yourselves to who? God. To God. Resist, meaning, I will not let it dwell. The devil, resist the devil, and he will what? Flee. He's going to flee from you. He will flee from you. Before cheating or committing a sexual act happens, it has already built up and started in the mind. Don't believe the term, it just happened. Ah, right. uh, ah, uh, uh, have you heard that before? Uh, baby, uh, uh, honey, it just happened. I don't know how, honey, it just happened. no. Because if it just happened, that means your boo, whoever is a husband or your wife, if they were sitting there, it wouldn't have just happened. <laughs> huh? You wouldn't just oh, sorry, kissing somebody right when your wife is there, right when your husband is there. It don't just happen. It has already been placed in your mind and you agreed with the thought and you committed the thought and that goes with depression and that goes with worry and that goes with hatred and that goes with whatever has been committed in your mind and your thought. If you keep it there long enough, you will start, complying to start thinking about suicide. Why? Because you have committed and says, yes, I'm depressed. Yes, I'm fearful. Yes, I'm worried. Yes, I'm nervous. Yet you have, oh God. You have allowed it to sit there long enough and now you agree with it. When that sexual sin happened, you agreed that you want, oh girl. You agree that you want, dude. You agree with it. Instead of doing something with that negativity, that negativity you have to resist. Everyone say resist. Resist. Resist me, saying, get rid of, get rid of it. I don't want it. Resist is an action to say. Listen, I'm not going to allow those thoughts to sit there. Let me tell you something about Joseph. Joseph, Jacob's son. If you want to read the whole story, it's in Genesis. Started Genesis chapter 37. Now Joseph, he had a lot that was going on in his mind, and for him to and he was a prime example of, of above thinking, of keeping his mind on the things above. When his situation looked crazy, it looked messed up, it looked like there was no hope. Joseph was um, Joseph had uh, uh, the, the favor of his father. Um, he had a lot of brothers. And, and when Joseph uh, was telling his brothers about, the, about his dreams that he had, and he was excited. He was like, brothers. Brothers, Dad, I had this dream that all y'all going to bow down to me. <laughs> and they was like, what? Listen, the brothers are already mad at Joseph because his father gave him a pretty coat, a nice coat. Y'all ever had um, um younger siblings, seem like the, the youngest get everything? Don't, don't raise your hand. The young one get everything. Joseph was one of those. He it seemed like he got everything, and then he started having these dreams that his brothers were about down on him, and they hated him for it. They hated him for it, and Joseph didn't mean to bite. He loved his brothers. He loved it that he was just sharing what God showed him. And so the brothers took him, and they devised a the plan to kill him. And thank God there was somebody that said, don't kill him, he's our brother. But what they did was they beat him up and they threw him in a hole, a water hole, and they put him in there and tell me, tell me, his mind had to be like, oh, my God, my brothers. Some of us, how hard would it be to keep your mind on above thinking when someone hates you and they turn it back on you? Family member has turned their back on you and hurt you. Husband, wife, brother, cousin, and now you're trying to keep your mind on the things above. Through this all, Joseph still trusted God. If you ever read, you, 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 if you, if if you take some time to read it, you'll notice that Joseph never responded to his brothers negatively. He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. They threw him in the pit. They they, they threw him in the water pit. And then, when they decided not to kill him, they sold him into slavery for 20 shackles. Oh! Sold him to slavery, And then, and then once they sold him to slavery, can you imagine Joseph now, man, after being a part of this happy home, all this land, being uh, over the sheep and just doing everything for his father and living a, a nice life. Now, all of a sudden, his life has crashed to literally nothing, to now he's a slave. Has anybody ever experienced a dramatic situation in their life where it seems like life has crashed upon you, where it seems like everything in your life has just turned upside down and you're like, God, where are you? Oh, God. Joseph was in a place where he had to try to keep his mind on the things above But I want you to know is that Joseph never stopped trusting God. It didn't look too good It didn't look right It didn't look too good, but he kept his faith and he trusted God through these worst situations in his life and while He trusted God. It was something that even in the midst of this messed up situation, the Bible says God had favor upon him. Even when he was messed up, he was then sold to an Egyptian master. The Egyptian master saw the favor of God in his life. Now, he's a slave now. But he kept his mind on the things above. The Egyptian master saw the favor of God in like life. He saw that everything Joseph did was great. Everything Joseph was around, it got better. Everywhere he was put, people's attitudes changed. It seemed like things began to increase things begin to get better, I'm going to tell you the truth today, that no matter what your situation looks like, no matter how bad it seems, if you keep your mind on the things above, no matter where you are, God's favor will keep blessing you, and people will notice that in the midst of your storm, wow, God has mercy and favor upon your life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah, the car may have turned over and flipped over time and time and time again, but I came out. All right. My mom was driving, and and my dad was driving, and the car went off the cliff, and it it almost went off the cliff, and it turned and turned and turned. That was a bad situation, but she kept her mind on the things above and said, Jesus, and it stopped right at the corner. Because you can't, you got to keep your mind. The situation might not look good, but when you keep your mind on the things above, God begins to bless you with favor. Oh, God. Favor in your life. Why? Because you keep your trust in God. And then now that he's, uh, uh, now the Egyptian master saw the favor, you know, he put him over everything. He put Joseph, he said, everything I own. Now, Joseph, I want you to put your hands on it. I want you to touch it because you're blessed, brother. I see it. I see the Lord's favor in your life. He says, I see the Lord has his hands upon you because everything you do is being blessed. And he put him over it and he owned it. But guess what? The enemy will always come and bring temptation. Mmm. Things may be going good and God is giving you favor, but guess what? The enemy will not stop pursuing your life to hold you back from the victory and and to excel you what God has for you in your life. God sees your future. He sees you progressing. He sees you overcoming. He sees you being more than a conqueror. But the enemy, he also knows that if you stay in the above thinking, if you stay connected with God long enough, he knows that you're going to excel and be the person that God has called you to be. So guess what? He will keep on bringing things to your heart, to your mind, to corrupt you, for you to fail so you can't help nobody else. Mm, mm, mm. And so during this time, being over everything, Potter's wife, the Egyptian master wife, was I and Joseph. Oh, my God. Joseph was handsome. He was well built. The Bible says he, he, he was a good looking man. And Potter's wife, ooh, she saw. She was saying, she wasn't She wasn't it. She was like, she was so bold. You know how some of the, the girls today are bold. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I want you. That's how that's how part of wife was. She said, come to bed with me. I think, what? Joseph. Joseph listen, my wife, she had to be looking somewhat good. She had to be, she had to be pretty. All right, Joseph, Joseph was like, "Um, listen, I'm not doing that because it wasn't just because that his master was the Egyptian master. But he said, I do not want to sin against God. Ah, Jesus. Meaning that even if the Egyptian master wasn't in the picture. I still do not want to sin against God because it's God that has given me the favor. It is God that is pushing me. It is God that is keeping me. It is God that took me from a slave to being an attendant for an Egyptian master. It is God that has been taking me and placing me step by step through my chaos. And the enemy wants to stop your progression. And so, listen, he not only, see, the the thought started in his mind. And so he took the mind and said, listen, I will not sin against God. Not only did he do that, but he says, I'm not even going to be in the same place as this woman. Oh, Jesus. Listen, you can't even flirt with the temptation. Huh? Huh? Don't even, that, Joseph said, Joseph said, I'm strong enough, I can handle it, I, I can be around her. I, I can I can sit next to her. This girl said, come to bed with you. No. He said, listen, I'm not even going to be in a, I'm going to send other servants to do that bed in the house, I'm not even going to mess with you. I'm not even going go that I'm not even going that realm and we have to be careful and knowing who we are and say, listen listen I listen if I'm an alcoholic and every time I drive by that bar something pulls and to listen I'm going to go around I'm going to find another way I need God to make me stronger I need God to build me up I listen if a woman wants me and she desires me listen then I need to make sure I am out of the presence of that female I need to make sure I'm going the opposite way I don't want to be close I don't want to be around it I want to be away from it Amen Because I'm not going to entertain the thought And and allow the sin to commit in my mind Because once it commits in my mind It's going to show in the action And listen, Joseph said I'm going to resist this thing And it starts here in the mind I don't want to sin against God Listen, that goes with depression That goes with doubting God don't allow that stuff to sit. Say, listen, I'm not going to sin against God because every time I doubt God, I'm sinning against God because I'm saying God is not stronger than my problems. All right. hey. oh, my you. Jesus. You. That means you're giving praise and worship to the thing, to your, situ- your earthly situation. Yeah. That means you're giving praise and homage to your earthly situation because you're saying, God, you can't handle this. Listen, Joseph was at a place in his life, and now all of a sudden, say he got listen, say he got caught up. She found a way. She saw him, and she grabbed his cloak, and she pulled him towards him. I don't know she licked his face, spit on him, <laughs> kissed him. I don't know what she did. <laughs> but she, but she caught him. Go by his cloak and said, listen, I'm going to get you. Listen, listen, the simple nature is strong, and they don't care. They don't care. And she didn't care who was around the house. She wanted that boy. And she pulled him close and, and, and grabbed him. Listen, when I say we need to resist the enemy and flee, we need to resist and flee. We need to run. We need to say, that is not what I'm about. That is not who I am. Listen, Joseph got to a place. He took off his, he got out of the club and ran. Now, this is a naked brother running through. He would run and she was sitting there holding his cloak. Because he said, listen, I do not want to sin against God. Yeah. Listen, he could have just said to mind, listen, if I run from this woman, then um, she might, she don't have my cloak, and she don't lie on me. He could have started dabbling and thinking, oh, maybe i just sleep with her so I can shut her mouth. Mm. But therefore, he would sin against God. So he ran from it. He ran from it. He left the cloak. And then she screamed, ah, the slave boy tried to come against me. He tried to rape me. He tried to come at me. And they believed her. Joseph was doing right by God. He was keeping his mind on the things above. He said, God, I'm not going to sin against you. And in the process, he went to jail for doing right. And you're like, what kind of God is that? <laughs> he does right, and then he gets put in jail. But guess what? Joseph kept his mind on the things of God. Yes, 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 you know, you, 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 you ever heard people begin to blame God? And they, they get, God, I was trying to do. You ever heard? I'm pretty sure y'all. I was trying to do right. I did what's right. I followed but See, my situation is all messed up. Huh? I was following God, and it's still bad. Listen, keep following God. He sees things that you can't see. The above thinking is that I trust God because he sees my victory. He sees me overcoming. He sees me being more than a conqueror. So no matter what it looks like, by trusting God, it's gonna turn around and be all right. And because he was in prison and because he was in jail, God was preparing for him to elevate him even higher. Oh, God. Sometimes the situation may may stink and it may look ugly and it may look crazy, but God says I see something for you. I see something great for you. I see something powerful for you. And listen, you might have to go down, but that's all right because I see the plan that I have for you and it's good and it's prosperous and it's awesome and it's great. So just keep your mind on me. Keep your mind on me. Keep your mind on me. And because he trusted God, he elevated him from being, uh, when he went to the prison, do you not know that God had favor upon him there too? While he was in the prison, the warden saw that God's hand was on Joseph. And while he was down there in prison, the warden put him over everything in the prison. Because he said, listen, there is something great about you, brother, and I'm going to allow you to do everything you need to do down here in prison. And then when the people... And by the king, when they couldn't solve a dream, they had to go. The king put them in prison. And when the king put them in the prison, Joseph was there over the prison. And he was like, Joseph, the king is upset. He had to dream. We don't know what it is. And Joseph was like, I can solve that. Amen. Because his mind was on the things above. Yes, sir. They saw favoring him. God put him in that situation to put him in front of the king. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And because he got put in front of the king, he was then escalated as one, as an Egyptian master over the kingdom. He went from a slave to a master because he kept his mind on the things above. Because he resisted the depression, he resisted the worry, he resisted the anxiousness, he resisted the temptation that was coming against his life, he resisted all of this. If you allow, that's why we can't allow the negative and evil thoughts to sit in our mind and actions will flow through it. You will be wondering why you're falling at at this and it can't turn things around. You're wondering why these things can't turn around in my life. Because there is a hurt or a pain that has resulted in the way you act or perform. You're affected by the other things that are happening, happening to you. And you're wondering why things do not turn around. Because you're keeping your mind on the things below and not keeping it on the things above like Joseph left his cloak behind stop caring about the things below down here he began to say listen I do not want to sin against God sometimes you have to get to a place where you're saying I don't care what people how people look at me I don't care what they think about me I'm gonna praise and worship God through this thing listen you might see me crying sometimes you might see me lifting my hands some people might pull up next to me and they might see tears falling down my eyes. And the reason why is because I'm resisting the things that the enemy is trying to place in my heart or my mind. And I'm lifting God up and I'm worshiping him and I'm giving him praise and I don't care what you see. I don't care what it look like. If I got to lift my hands, if I got to shout a little bit, if I got to hold myself, God, I want to break through. And I'm not going to allow these earthly things to keep me trapped. He says, I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to resist this stuff, and I don't care what people think and what they say. I'm going to stay and hold on to God. Some people might say, why are you still trusting God? You're still going through. Why are you still trusting God? Your life is in chaos. Listen, God sees something that you can't see. God sees above these things, and I'm keeping my mind on the things above. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why is the enemy resisting? Why is the enemy fleeing from you? The reason why the enemy is fleeing from you is not because of you, but the enemy is fleeing from you because when you resist the enemy, you are going the opposite direction. You are going towards the throne of God. When you resist the enemy, you are standing in the throne. And my last point is, when we resist, we submit to a greater power that can help us overcome and have a joyful life. The reason why the devil flees because we are running to the throne of grace. In Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, it says, but we do not have a high priest uh-huh. who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. Listen, when we resist the enemy, we resist the enemy and go to the throne because listen, I'm weak, God. Yes, sir. I can't do this on my own. Yes, I can't handle this on my own. Yes, and I need to resist the enemy and I'm coming to you, God, yes, to help me in my yes. weakness. Help me where I'm short at. Help me where I'm faltering at. And I'm coming to the throne. And it's saying, God, I'm coming to the throne. But we have one who has been tempted in every way. Uh I'm going to the one who's been tempted before. Just just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. When we resist the enemy, we are going to the throne of grace. And God is saying, I'm here to help you with your weakness. And when God is bringing his help, when God comes with help, the enemy sees the presence of God flowing through your life. Because when you are weak, he is strong. When we are weak, he is strong. And so now when he's coming to help you, the enemy does not have the power to consume you because depression and worry and fear can't sit there no more. Why? Because I'm going to the throne of grace. I'm down on my knees and I'm seeking God to give me strength. And when God comes, the enemy can't stay there. When Jesus shows up, the enemy can't dwell there. When Jesus shows up, the enemy must leave. And all of those simple thoughts and all those negative thoughts can't last and dwell in my heart no more. Thank you. Thank you. He's there to help us. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad you got somebody strong to help you? If Joseph did not resist it, it would have kept him and held him back from moving forward to rule. How long would he have been stuck by allowing the opportunity to take hold of his mind? Mm. What is blocking the above thinking Mm. from you running to the throne where the enemy must be from? What is blocking? What is keeping you from running to God and resisting the enemy that he may flee? Let us stand.